You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. I feel like today's episode is going to be a little bit of a, of a PSA, a public service announcement to hash out some thoughts that I've been thinking about and things that I've been hearing lately on some coaching calls, mainly a coaching call that I just got off of a little bit ago. Now, don't worry if you end up signing up for coaching. Everything's 110% confidential. You don't have to worry about that. Everyone's problems are very similar. So I like to extract some of those issues and questions from coaching calls from time to time, like this one. So I have a client and he met a girl and he has claimed that this girl is his unicorn. Okay. He says, This is my unicorn. And I said, Okay, why? And he said, Well, she has these following things about her that I'm looking for and she has those. Okay. And then what ended up happening was he ended up being a little bit too needy over text message and she stopped responding. So after a few dates, he never heard from her again because he was acting needy over text message. And so he ended up scaring her away, which is what I told him. And he, and he understood. He understood that. And he is aware that he was acting very needy and over texting and things like that. But he said, Trip, this is my unicorn. I found her. He says, I don't really have many factors that I'm looking for. You know, I talked about the three non-negotiables, by the way, are the things that you should be looking for in a woman. And those are up to you. But he says, you know, it's just a few things. And I said, well, that's fine. That's great. But understand that unicorns, first of all, let's not ever use that terminology because they don't exist. There's no such thing as the perfect woman, even if she has all the things you're looking for. Why? Because there are many women out there, many women out there who have the qualities that you're looking for. It might be more rare depending on what the qualities are. Some people have some things that are very specific. That's why I say you should only have three because any more than three and it can be so specific and picky that you might not ever find her. We want you to find her. But understand that you're not going to be finding just one person who's going to be amazing. There are so many other women out there who are amazing. And here's another thing that I have talked about, I believe on on my YouTube live, I believe I've talked about this. It's an important quality. One of the most important qualities in finding what you might consider your unicorn or the girl that you really like. And that quality is the fact that she likes you and respects you. Okay? She likes you and respects you. So I don't want you to ever think that, oh, I found this girl and she's amazing. And then she doesn't like you back or doesn't text you back or doesn't agree to a date. And you sit there still liking her, pining after her, trying to go after her. Why? Because I'm telling you right now that one of the qualities you need to be looking for is the fact that she likes you and respects you. Or more specific, she likes you back. The second a woman doesn't like you back, she gets disqualified. Okay, I need you to understand. This is the most important thing I'm trying to really relate to you and and everyone that I talk to in all my mediums is that she has to like you back and she's disqualified if she doesn't. 
Why do you want to be with someone who doesn't like you? That's my question to you. And usually guys answer and they say something like, well, she's my unicorn. She has all the things. She's very pretty, this, this, and that. And what happens is, and and I've been there, I get this. This is why I can explain this so well, is because what happens is you get in the situation where you get a tease from her, right? No one really, really, you know, tries to get that one girl who, you know, they've barely met. You know, if a guy ever doesn't approach and get a number and it doesn't work out, he's usually, usually not pining after her. And if he gets uh, a girl that he connects with on, one of the webs uh, dating sites or one of the swiping sites, usually he's not pining after her. What happens is once they get a taste of it, like a tease of her maybe liking them, that's when all hell breaks loose. So what I'm trying to say here is, is once he goes on one date, maybe two dates, and he kind of says, oh, he's getting an experience of this girl liking him. And then all of a sudden she stops responding to text messages or doesn't want to meet up anymore or puts you in the friend zone, whatever it may be you are really hung up on those moments. You go, oh, in your head, you're going, oh, okay, I found this girl. She's got all the qualities, all the things I want. I'm infatuated. She's beautiful. She's nice, this, this, and that. And then, oh, it felt really good, like a drug. It felt really good that she liked me. And then you put those together and you want more and you want more and you want more. So it gets dangerous. It gets dangerous. So how do you combat that? Well, we need to change your mindset. Your mindset can no longer be, okay, this girl has all the things, but she doesn't like me. I need to try to chase her and get her. No. Again, to repeat myself, she is 110% disqualified the moment she doesn't show interest back. You want a woman who's showing interest, who has interest, who legitimately likes you, who's interested in you. And when that is done, it's done. Okay? This goes for relationships too. If you're in a relationship with a woman and she's no longer showing interest in you or working hard at the relationship and you are, so let's say the situation is you are, then this person is no longer good to be in a relationship with. I don't care how emotionally invested you are, how unicorn-esque she is, The only reason why a lot of guys claim that there's a unicorn is solely because they don't talk to enough women. So you're not talking to enough women. You don't have much to compare it to, do you? You really don't have much to compare it to because you are having this kind of soul experience. Let me tell you something. I've I've told this story before. I'll tell it again. This story goes, when I was learning how to meet women, And I was trying to get better at it, just like you are, because you're listening to this episode, this podcast. When I was trying to get better at it, this is years and years ago. This is probably over, I don't know, 12 12 years at this point, 12, 13 years. And I'd go out and meet women and approach women and, you know, try to do the thing that most guys wouldn't be doing is going out sober and approaching women and working on the skill set of meeting women and being better at conversation and flirting and things like that and being able to be comfortable. So what happened was I started to see success. So what happens when you get success? The game's not over, my friend. No, you end up dating somebody and there's more things there. And what happened was I would would meet a girl and I wasn't necessarily calling her my unicorn, but I would definitely be very interested in her, very attracted to her. And we'd maybe go on a couple dates and then it just wouldn't work out for whatever reason, you know? It wasn't there. There wasn't a connection. 
and it wouldn't work out. And naturally, I'd, I'd get upset about it. Like, oh man, like damn, like I really like that girl. It wouldn't be heartache because it's not like someone I was dating for a long time, but it was like a miniature baby little heartache. Like, oh man, that stings. Like I really, I really dug her. Oh man, that sucks. And then what would happen was naturally I'd get over it and I'd meet someone else. And then what would happen would be I would go through the same thing, right? Is is if you're going out and you're dating a lot, chances are it's not going to work out with everybody. So it didn't work out with the next girl. And I'd be like, oh man, oh, geez, I really like that one. And then it happened again. And it for finally, I think it was like the fourth or fifth time where I I saw this pattern. I go, wait a minute. Every time I meet a girl and it doesn't work out, I get a little upset about it. But then it goes away because I end up meeting another girl. And I'm not saying this in the case where I was just replacing it, replacing it, replacing it. Technically I was, but what I saw was I'd always get over it. And what I learned was, oh, there's always another girl. As long as you're putting the effort in, that's the case there. As long as you're putting the effort in, I luckily got to learn that lesson quickly because I was going out, doing a lot of approaching, doing a lot of dating. This was before Tinder or any of that stuff was around. I mean, there was like plenty of fish, which is still around and things like that. And I used it lightly, but not as much. I was doing more approaching and things like that. So I'm going out, doing approaches, meeting women. And I just realized, oh, I don't ever have to really be upset anymore about losing a girl because the moment that it's over, it's done. And there's going to be somebody else. I had to prove that to myself. This is what I call abundance mentality. There's two types of abundance mentality, really. There's the kind of fake it till you make it, which is what I was tapping into, right? The fact that, no, I didn't have an abundance of women, but I was able to tap into that by being like, oh, there is an abundance of women, right? There's the, there's the concept in your head that there are an abundance of women out there. Therefore, there's no reason to get emotional or chase one. If it doesn't work out, you just move on. No big deal. And you don't have to be needy and pine over that one girl that you have because you know that there's going to be another one. Then the next step to abundance mentality is to actually have an abundance of women in your life, meaning you are dating multiple women. And that way you don't have to be needy for one. You don't have to feel like you've got to text one all the time and you won't screw it up because you're not going to care as much because you're not as invested because there's other women. Now, some guys are like, no, Trip, I'm a little bit more romantic. I'm a one girl at a time. And you know, I don't want to do that thing where I'm dating multiple women and, and how am I ever going to get invested in one? Well, here's the thing. It takes time to get invested into a woman. So it's completely okay and in my book, completely moral, as long as you're being honest, to date multiple women at a time. It's not cheating. You're not, you're not getting into relationships with multiple women, you're, but you're dating multiple women and it takes time to get to know them. So you don't know whether or not this is going to be a girl that is someone you want to be with. This is for the guys out there who are looking for relationships, right? So you don't know yet. You're not going to know for a while. And this is something I said to my client today on the phone. I said to him, listen, you don't know if this is your unicorn. Again, I hate that, that term because there is none. But I'm using the language here that he was using. I said, there's no such thing as a unicorn, especially in this case. You don't know if she is. Why? Because you've only been on two dates with her. So what I want to tell you is that it takes time to get to know somebody. Just because she likes the same things as you, just because she's nice to you, just because she's good in the bedroom, just because you're attracted to her, that's not enough. It's not enough. When does it become enough? When you really get to know someone, when you spend time with them, when you spend time with them, when you're going on multiple dates, 
And if you're dating multiple women, what's going to happen is some are going to be interesting, some are not. You'll find that it's kind of like a little mini race in your head. Like, okay, which one's in the lead? Which one do I find more interesting? Which one am I connecting with more? Which one decided to blow me off and has kind of gone now? Which one do I not want to spend time with anymore because I found that she's not someone I connect with? And then you keep on dating to find someone you have that connection with and you find out, is this someone who has my non-negotiables, likes me and respects me, and is someone that I'm really getting to know because I've spent time with her? So I get it. It's kind of like emotion versus logic or rational versus irrational. You got to have that fight in your brain because your emotions go, no, mate with her. She is beautiful. She has the things I want. I'm attracted to her. Sex is great. Da, 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 da. Oh, man. And then you get into this what's called unicorn one-nitis. Like you just pine after one woman. But you got to fight that. You got to just fight that. And trust me when I say, and maybe it's going to take you going through it, but trust me when I say that you don't know yet. Everyone's on their best behavior when you first start dating. You're not seeing the full picture of a person. You can't. It's not possible with anybody. It takes time to get to know someone. You got to spend time with them. And that's going to be the way to know if there's someone who is someone who is special. But here's the thing. Even after that, even if after you're dating multiple people and then you find that one woman that you are connecting with and all is going well and you're dating for maybe six months, maybe it's a year, maybe you said, I love you. Maybe you guys live together. Even after that, if it doesn't work out, there is still another woman out there for you. It's, it, you can't comprehend it. I can't comprehend it in terms of the amount, the number amount of women that are out there. And for the guys out there who live in small towns or saying, you know, well, trip, like, great, sounds good to you. You're in Chicago. There's plenty of women out there or Los Angeles or New York or St. Louis or Miami or wherever. Well, all I can say is then you got to leave towns. But even in a small town of like 30,000 people, it's still possible to find someone awesome. But I get it. Small towns are more challenging. So if you want to find someone, you want a bigger number, you got to go to the next town over. You got to go to another town that has more people. Maybe you move. Maybe you up your life, do something different with your life, shake things up a little bit. So just understand though, no matter what, there is an endless amount of women that are available to you. And even if you're not in America, even if you're in Canada or Europe or Australia or any other country, they're available. You just got to sift through. So be diligent on what it is that you're looking for. Don't ever think that one girl is a unicorn. They are not perfect. Women are flawed. And even if you have the best relationship in the world and it lasts for years, you're still going to find something annoying about her. And that's, that's normal. She'll find something annoying about you. But don't play this game of perfection. Okay. And when I say perfection, I mean, like, I'm not telling you to settle. By all means, don't settle. We don't want that either. The whole, my whole job here is to make sure you're not settling, but don't go for perfection either because it's a myth. It doesn't exist like the unicorn. So it's funny when my client or anyone else says unicorn, the whole idea behind a unicorn is it doesn't exist. And that's the point. The unicorn is not real. There are women out there who are better for you than others. And yes, there's not as many women who are going to be a match for you as others, but still that number is very high. All I'm trying to do here is give you a little tough love, a little tough love, okay? Trying to get you into the abundant mindset, getting you to think about abundance, getting you to think about the fact that you don't ever need to be needy. 
You don't need to be over texting somebody. You don't need to be chasing a woman. It's unnecessary. And the second that you feel like you start to do that, drop her. Move on. Find someone else. Whether it's grabbing a dating app, getting out there and doing approaches. You know, I'd rather you do approaches, but whatever you got to do to just get out there and stop obsessing over that one woman. It's bad. It's unhealthy. It's going to make you do things that you're going to regret doing. Just like my client, and we're going to be working on that together. By the way, if you're interested in coaching and you want to be a client as well, and you want to go through this together, you want me to help you and really just guide you through this journey so you're so much more attractive, so much stronger, get you into the abundant mindset. We can work together. You just got to apply. You go to coachedbytrip.com. Go there. There are a few spots available. There's always a few spots kind of popping up from time to time because I end it with one client and a few more come in and I love to work with you. You just got to apply at coachedbytrip.com so I can read your application and see if you and I will be a good fit to work together. I hope that this episode has helped you. I really do. I hope that this has shined a little bit of a light on the whole unicorn one-itis situation. And it's hard. This is not going to be an overnight fix. This is something that you're going to have to work on. A lot of this stuff in life comes down to mindset. And that's why things are hard because you don't just get a new mindset overnight. Yeah, you can hear something and it can kind of blow your mind a little bit. Like if you're listening to this podcast, for example, and you had any kind of epiphany, then you could be like, whoa, that's awesome. That's like step one. Like there's an epiphany and you realize, whoa, I just heard something that really connected and I feel like I learned something new and it was really kind of jarred my mind up a little bit. That's good. That's fantastic. That's step one. Step two is how do we put that into practice? Well, mindsets happen and changing mindsets happen by you repeatedly telling yourself over and over. So I was working with another client today. And for him, we had to change the mindset of what rejection looks like. So he said he, he approached some girls he, and we got him to the point where he's finally approaching women and successfully, but he said he couldn't go for the number. And I'm like, oh man, you were right there. Like, why didn't you ask for the number? He goes, I don't know. I was just intimidated. She was really pretty. I couldn't do it. I just didn't want to get rejected. Right? He had the fear of rejection, which a lot of guys have. So how do you combat the fear of rejection? Well, the fear of rejection comes down to you being afraid of the unknown. He just didn't want to go through and expose himself to rejection. So the answer is he has to expose himself to rejection. The mindset is you have to expose yourself to rejection. But more specifically, the mindset is that rejection is not a bad thing. And rejection is part of it. And if you remember and you tell yourself, and I was telling him, tell yourself this over and over and over and over, that rejection is part of this process. So you remember that, oh, okay, it's not bad to get rejected. This is going to happen no matter what. It's inevitable that I'm going to get rejected as I go through this process. And that's the mindset. But of course, that doesn't happen overnight. You know, you're going to have to repeat it to yourself. Remember it. Be aware of it. Think about it in the moment. Think about it when it's really tough. Remember, oh yeah, I got to get rejected. And then push yourself to do it anyways. So, so again, the mindset is that rejection is part of it and it's not bad. In fact, the homework that I gave him this week was you need to go get rejected. You need to go out and you need to get rejected. It's not about getting a number. It's about just going for it and getting rejected. So his homework this week is 
get rejected. And that helped him a lot because he said, oh, okay, so now there's no pressure, right? It takes the pressure off because you're not trying to go for some sort of outcome. You're just going to take action and go through the process where you're going to get rejected anyways. And I told him, and something you should know also, is that if you can't accept the reality that rejection is going to happen when you put yourself out there, this isn't for you. And I'm not saying that to scare you or push you away. I want you to get help. I want you to really believe it, but just understand that that's the mindset. You have to accept it. Don't be in denial. And you'll realize after you do get rejected and finally ask a girl for a number and really push yourself, that it's not a big deal. It really is not a big deal. I can say that all day, but just experience it and you'll see that it's not. Maybe the first couple times, but do it 20 times, that 20th time. And I know that sounds like, whoa, trip 20 times, I'm going to get rejected. What the hell? On that 20th time, it's going to be no big deal. And you'll be writing into me, calling in saying, trip, you were right. So experience it, go out there. But again, the point is, is mindset over and over and over. Repeat to yourself the thing that you need to start believing. Brainwash yourself, but you're doing it in a positive way, in a way to help yourself. So you remember the things that you need to remember. Awareness, mindset. Boom. Hope that helped. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye.